Hello and welcome to SoundCloud Rapper Unionization Podcast, the only podcast where you can get the latest news about the unionization of the SoundCloud rappers. With me, as always, is little Alexander the Drip, who is at the forefront of the stipend for Face Tats Amendment. How's it going, Xander? <laughs> Across from me is little Christopher the Perp, who is leading the charge in the expansion of health insurance to get codeine prescribed for depression. Hey, Topher, how you doing? Was good. <laughs> then to my left is Lil Target, the sponsored, the only SoundCloud rapper publicly sponsored by Target. What up, Target? What's up? <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> and finally, I'm Lil Jeremy, the Do Re Me. You may know me from the countless Instagram comments and follows. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Yo. Oh, fat boy, everybody! Yo, Football. the 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 Do Re Me. That's so good. I like that. That was so good. Do spelled D O U G H. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you. I like that you do re me fa for follows. <laughs> I see what you were going for there. <laughs> All right, football's back, everybody. We did it. No, it's not. None of us watched. We survived. We literally all watched the football games. Literally, seventy-five percent of us watched. What the was your? Games. But real quick, what was your biggest week one hot take? Oh, like coming out of it or going into it? Coming out of it. This is this is rapid fire hot takes. I want to know your biggest hot take out of week one. The Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again. The Patriots might have uh, undefeated season. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> A really good team. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh we got to think about it. A team going in that that the only thing that really changes, I don't know, they fortified their defense. Is it uh and is that actually what Josh their Horton end game back? is? Like is that the whole is that the reason why Brady and Belichick are still playing? Just cuz they want that undefeated season. It's no, I just think they're playing cuz they can. Well, but I also think if they were to go undefeated, I actually think there'd be more of a reason for them to both stop. I don't think they would. Where do you go from there? Yeah, right. Exactly. Because like, where do you Win go more from there? Super Bowls. Yeah, a but Super Bowl is more impressive than a sixteen and zero season. Still. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about like a nineteen and zero season. Oh, well. Like a nineteen and zero season. Like a 16-0 you know, straight to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you'd you'd have to like the perfect season. Yeah, I think I think they'd both. I think they'd both walk off at that point. They'll probably they'll probably lose to the fucking Ravens at the championship game or something. I don't think. <laughs> Ravens aren't even going to make the playoffs. Uh, probably not. No, I don't think the Bills like going to retire for another ten years. Uh, I mean, he's in his what, like late sixties, early seventies, mid sixties, mid sixties. I mean, he's not as old as Pete Carroll is. Pete Carroll's the oldest coach. Yeah, he is. I guess that's really not a hot take. What I said. Uh, the hot take it, for me. He's um, sixty-seven. Six, oh, like late set. Looks late sixties. I guess. Uh, my hot take is, I don't know if this is necessarily a hot take, but like the Buccaneers need to just get rid of Jameis. Yeah. We've been saying that for like, a while. I don't mean just because of like what he does off the field, but God, man, did you like, I He's watched, awful. I watched that. That was a train wreck of a football game. There were three pick sixes in that game. Yeah. How do you not like look at his touchdown interception ratio of somebody who at this point should be considered a veteran quarterback? And still keep him on your fucking roster. This is uh, his fourth year. Yeah. yeah. At this point, like you're getting, you're getting to the point as a starting quarterback when you need to make shit happen for your team. 
or else this you is, need to go. This is the year three. Well, not year three. Year four is supposed to kind of be the year where if you make it that long, you're kind of supposed to have the aha moment. Yeah. That's what like a lot of pros say. It's not going to happen. Like they said that about Dak. Like yeah. Dak said that. He's like, about at the end of year three is when I had that aha moment. And that's kind of, I mean, that's where Jameis is. That's where Marcus is. And I know we're going to talk about most of the games, but. I mean, Marcus didn't look very good. Marcus hasn't looked good either. Marcus hasn't looked good in a long time. Yeah, Marcus has also been injured. Yeah, that's but definitely Jameis. If you're the Buccaneers, this is also Jameis with a Mike Evans that had a flu, so they just literally scapegoat him for Richard Sherman all game. Yeah, I know. They just kind of threw him at the best cover guy, basically. Yeah, they just left Jameis on Sherman's side of the field, and or not. They left, left Evans. Evans. Yeah, you know. They just left him on his side of the that's one of the things I wanted to look at, but I'm everything well, I've seen from that game was Mike Evans just decoying for Sherman. He wasn't he was actually he actually checked himself out of the game multiple times because of whatever's wrong with him. I don't yeah, they had the flu. they had the flu going around in that lock in, oh, the, okay. in the Tampa Bay locker room and there could have been a lot of more people being affected by that on that team because we knew the ones we knew of were uh, Mike Evans and Devin White mm-hmm. had it, uh, but you know they were they said like for the past few days that locker rooms been they've been passing uh, this bug around, which it always seems like Tampa Bay's the one with the like sickness illness going around their locker room because they had that staff thing like six eight years ago when the staff was really big and like there was like three or four players that got staff infection that's scary yeah Yeah, that's that's terrifying fuck that um hot take number two uh chill on dallas yeah i don't know man dad got a perfect pass right newsy can you win the game and beat the giants Big chill on are Dallas. You, are you are y'all ready for the Bills to look like a Super Bowl team next week against the the Giants? Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They'll probably put up thirty. They won't. They won't look the way Dallas did. But Someone Dallas has a better team. Max Kellerman put it perfectly the day on Monday. He put it absolutely perfectly because they were talking about the Dolphins and uh, well, because they obviously they were talking about the Cowboys because Stephen A is on first take and I just want to die every time I have to hear him talk about the Cowboys. Because he's because he's the biggest hedge better, he's the biggest fence sitter in the world, and I can't stand it. But they're talking about that, and they said that the the Cowboys basically had a scrimmage. They had a scrimmage, like so. They brought that up, and then they started talking about Lamar Jackson. And they were like, if the Cowboys had a scrimmage, what the hell did the Ravens have? And Max Kellerman was like, basically a preseason game. The New York Giants are what the Miami Dolphins would be if the Miami Dolphins had Saquon Barkley. I don't, That's, they didn't trade all their shit. I don't agree with it because I think, like, I think Evan Ingram's better than any other player on the Dolphins. I think... Shepard's probably better than most players. Shepard's, I, Shepard's better. It was, it was... I think the talent's there on the Giants. It's just the play calling was awful. You had... Barkley had 11 rushes for 120... Or... 12 rushes for 110 yards, something like that. And you only give him 11, 12 carries. He, and then you take chances on little five, six-yard passes when you pretty much know that 
Barkley's going to get it anyway, and he has a better, bigger potential to break plays than any of your those receivers do. And he, then you call cover two two more times after he they burn you up the seam route for a touchdown. And then you're like, all right, well, let's call cover two again. And then he d- Dak audibles to a seam route, and it does the exact same thing. And then you're like, well, they did it the first two times. They're not going to do it again. And then it happens again. It's like yeah. some definition of insanity shit. It's, it's literally two things that you just said. It's so wild. When you If you put a, anybody, a 13-year-old a, a kid could go out to a GameStop and buy a copy of Madden. And when you put Madden in and they teach you about how to audible based on defenses... When you when they bring it like oh this is a cover two defense meaning the two safety they will literally a thirteen year old will be like the best way to beat cover two is with a seam route and he, like that's what you do against cover two you just run he could have had a high school quarterback out there and he would have made the exact same call and throw as Dak did yeah it's not like Kellen Moore's rewriting offense it's just they have. A second-year Michael Gallup, a veteran in Randall Cobb. They got a capable tight end back. And the Giants are defensively are just not. They're a nightmare. They're just not there. Like, you give up. I mean, they got rid of arguably their two best players defensively. Not two. Well, I guess Janoris Jenkins is still there. But they got rid of Olivier Vernon and Landon Collins. Yeah. And, like, sure, they added Zeitler. And Zeitler had a good game. But he's supposed to have a good game. He's a really good guard. So, like, other than that, what did the Giants really accomplish other than making Dak Prescott look like a $150 million quarterback because he was running a college offense? That's not what even, he needed to look not like a $150 million quarterback. That's what he wants. That's what well, he not needs. even a college offense. More like a high school offense. Yeah. And then the second thing that you said was Barkley kind of had one of those games that breaks – your uh not your rule but one of those games where it's like oh barkley had 120 yards yeah but 70 of it came on one run or however much it was yeah. i don't know it was like feel like a 50 plus yard run so like if you take that run away from him you gave the ball to him 11 times for 80 yards for 80 yards that's still like that's good that's still really good yeah. so why are you not giving the ball more? Like, even if you took away the big run, which is what we try to do. Like, oh, you had a really big, long run. Let's take that away. What did you average? They still averaged, like, like six and a half yards of carry. <laughs> Why are you just not giving him the ball? And people are like, oh, well, they didn't want to waste him in a game that they weren't going to win anyway. Dude, they, at one point, that game was close. Don't, in the first quarter, that game was really close. Don't call cover two. Two out of the three times, and it's like a one-score game. Right. Exactly. That's wow. it's just bad defensive play calling. They kept they kept I know Zeke, Zeke was on a pitch count, but they kept Zeke, you know, under wraps. He didn't have that much. He had sixty yards and a touchdown or forty yards and a touchdown. What other games not involving our own teams stood out to you guys? Uh since he was better than I thought they were gonna be, I think they could they have a chance to I think be better this season. We had a discussion that they were going to start out strong and get worse. At least that was. Well, that, we my my thing was I think they're going to have one of the best offenses in the league. It's just if the, what their defense is going to give up. They're going to lose a lot of games because Andy Dalton had the highest amount of passing yardage in his entire career that game, 
and they lost. Yeah. And you're going to see a lot of that from the Bengals this season. There was not, from what I've watched, because I went, because I go back and I watch most of the games. Right. From what I, and we even joked about it in our group chat, which is kind of funny. The amount of screen passes that the Cincinnati Bengals ran was hilarious. Like, it was hilarious. And basically their entire offense was screen passes and deep shots to John Ross, who had a good game. But their their whole offense had pretty much a good game. I mean, like, with 400 yards and whatever Mixon had, you wish you had more points to show for it. Well, Mixon, Mixon didn't have – Mixon got knocked out of the game at one point. Yeah. And Giovanni well, Bernard had to go in. <laughs> he did decent with the screen passes. I Is it more so – because I kind of agree with Matt where Cincinnati is going to be one of those teams where they don't know they're bad. They don't realize that they have a bad offensive line. They don't realize how old they are on the defensive side. They don't realize that their receiving core is good enough to. There is, I think, their receiving core could probably be a top five in the league once AJ Green comes back. Yeah, it, that was what I was going to say. Like AJ, your your receiving core is basically hinging on AJ Green coming back and hopefully opening things up more for not just John Ross, mm-hmm. but. I don't know if it was good Bengals because that game was so. There were one thing I did want to say. There were so many block punts. Yes, like you there was just a strange one. amount of block punts. You'll get that week one where you have special teams like, kind of getting reaccustomed to the game and a lot, a lot of you see a lot of sloppy play in general in week one. A lot of stuff that's just missed. A lot of yeah, just bad bad special teams going on. A lot of a lot of quarterbacks and players that didn't play during the preseason kind of having penalties. A lot of penalties, big penalty issues, a lot of penalty yards in general. Some teams just looked really sloppy, fucking penalties all over the field. We'll get to that. Or do you want to get to them now? No, no. I was my uh, like game outside the game, whatever the fuck you were saying. The the tie of the week. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray. I was going to bring that up. That was going to be mine. In the face of adversity, comes back and makes... The bit of football I did watch, he made some clutch fucking throws. He I don't did. care what you said. No, I don't say. I have nothing about to say. Larry made some clutch catches. He did. Here's, here's the two things you need to take away Boy. from that game. Going into that fourth quarter, and you're down whatever the hell they were down by. 20, basically. The Detroit Lions, one, had a blocked punt yep. in the game. That's one thing. The second thing is I understand in the NFL it's tradition to when you have a lead in the fourth quarter, you just sit on it and run the ball the whole bunch. But also at the same time, like be, be a little more creative about how you do things, especially when you have like an undersized back in carry on Johnson. Not an, I shouldn't say undersized, but like smaller in comparison to most quote-unquote workhorse running backs. The Lions went from throwing the ball on first and second down like 53% of the time, and they went into the fourth quarter and they ran the ball like 67% of the time on early downs. Like, this is supposed to be an offense that score that can attack quickly, and you have them down by 20, and you're on the road, and basically all of the touchdowns that the Lions scored had people... 
wide open. Are we going to talk about the blown timeout call by the offensive coordinator during what would have been a J.D. McKiss's touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. But there, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff in that game that the Lions. The Lions basically coughed that game away because Matt Patricia is Matt Patricia thinks it's the 1970s, and that an offense down by 20 can't make a comeback in the fourth quarter if it, you constantly keep giving them opportunities. It, it looked like they just played like from the moment they were that far ahead, they just like switched to prevent. Yeah, they did the whole time. Never changed it up when they were when the when the Cardinals were. Scoring, they kept the same scheme by the looks of it. That's what I saw. Outside of take, outside of the fact that you had a rookie tight end in his first game go for over 120 yards. Sick, TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, and you had the first two touchdowns that the Detroit Lions had. Go back and look at when they caught the football. There isn't a, a Arizona Cardinal within 10 yards of them. Yeah, like that's not gonna all of a sudden magically change. In the fourth quarter. Like, I know we're going to get to the Saints eventually, but, like, my God, did the Saints not show what you're actually supposed to do (laughs) when you have a lead? Like, how you're supposed to move the ball down the field. Like, don't just turn around and hand it off three straight times. That's not what you do. Unless it's, like, mine uh, underneath the two-minute warning and they have no timeouts. That's when you do that. But... I just well, that's when you kneel. Well, that's when you kneel. I'm talking like, I guess if they did have timeouts, then you would do that. Yeah. Because you want them to burn them. But like, you're up 20 points in the fourth quarter, and at the start of the fourth quarter, you're trying to milk this clock out. That's basically what the Lions did. They went 67%. They went from passing the ball over 50% of the time to running it over 65 just because, oh, we're in the fourth quarter and we're up by 20. Time to just take the foot off the gas. And then you end up tying. And then you try to go out there in overtime and try to score. And your offense is completely just deflated and not in rhythm anymore. When you could have just kept throwing it to Kenny Galladay, who was wide open. And TJ yeah. Hawkinson, who was wide open. And you would have won. And we would have been talking about, man, that Arizona offense looked like ass. It did look like and ass. And it did look like game. ass. Yeah, most of the game. For most of the game until it didn't. It, it, it's just reaffirming what I thought. Let's just... And it will continue probably to go that way for the Cardinals. Is that They play Baltimore next week. They have a... They're going to get spanked well, by the Ravens. They have a talented quarterback that they drafted, right? Sure. I don't think there's any denying that Kyler Murray has talent. Okay? He, he had a lot of passes batted down. Yeah. <laughs> he is short. He had a whole lot of passes batted down. I don't know what you're learn. talking about. He, he, he needs to learn to take an extra step back in the pocket. Right. Like that's, he just needs to it's go something he needs to work on as a rook. He needs to ask Drew what he does. He takes extra steps back into the pocket. Mm-hmm. Did that just happen? Yeah. Let me I see. So. That is, is that real? Is Getty breaking some news? My other podcast host, Zach Enhart, is breaking us some news. That can't be real. That can't be real. What is it? It is. I mean, it's, it's not just on TMZ. Wait a minute. Oh, Antonio Brown accused of sexual assault. Yep. What? <laughs> what the what? fuck? I just gotta... Hold on. We're break. Find the story. We're gonna break this live. I'm pulling it. Hold on. <laughs> live on the air when you listen to this. I'm pulling it. AB accused Brittany of... Taylor New York Times a... lawsuit accuses Antonio Brown. It's in the <laughs> New York Times. Brittany Taylor filed a federal lawsuit 
in the Southern District of Florida on Tuesday saying that New England Patriots wide receiver Antonio Brown sexually assaulted her and raped her in three separate incidents. Ben Shapigle of Shapigle S H P I G E L. It's Shapigle. Shapigle of the New York Times reported the news, noting Taylor previously worked as Brown's trainer. The two met while they were attending Central Michigan, and Taylor was a gymnast. The lawsuit said Brown sexually assaulted her twice in 2017, and then forced himself and raced her in 2018. Brown released a statement through lawyer Darren Heitner denying the allegations. Quote from the article, Later that month, the lawsuit says, while she was watching a television program at his home, Brown started masturbating behind her and ejaculated on her back. And then he bragged about the incident in profane text messages that are copied in the lawsuit. Antonio Brown learned today that he's been named in a lawsuit filed in a federal court in the Southern District of Florida. Mr. Brown denies each and every allegation in the lawsuit. He will pursue all legal remedies to not only clear his name, but also protect other professional athletes against false accusations. Mr. Brown was approached by his accuser in 2017, shortly after Mr. Brown signed a contract making him the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. At that time, Mr. Brown was asked to invest $1.6 million in the accuser's business project. Mr. Brown was not informed by his accuser that she had been levied with $30,000 IRS tax lien or the $300,000 of the $1.6 million so-called investment would be used to purchase property already owned by the accuser and her mother. When Mr. Brown refused to make the $1.6 million investment, the accuser supposedly cut off communication with Mr. Brown. However, in 2018, the accuser resurfaced and offered to travel to Pennsylvania and South Florida to train Mr. Brown for the upcoming season. Thereafter, the accuser engaged Mr. Brown in a consensual personal relationship. Any sexual interaction with Mr. Brown was entirely consensual. The accusers not only traveled to Mr. Brown's residence, says on multiple occasions, she traveled from Tennessee to Florida and returned at 2 a.m. to Mr. Brown's residence 10 days after the alleged assault. The accuser continued communication with Mr. Brown throughout 2018 and even asked Mr. Brown for tickets to Pittsburgh Steelers football game in the winter of 2018. Mr. Brown's accusers continually posted photographs of Mr. Brown on her social media in an effort to financially benefit from his celebrity, Mr. Brown, whose hard work and dedication to his craft allowed him to raise the top of his profession, refuses to be the victim of what he believes to be a money grab. In May of 2018, Mr. Brown's accuser invited herself to enjoy Mr. Brown and her friends who were patrons at Miami Adult Entertainment Clubs. After several hours of partying, Mr. Brown and his friends called it a night. Instead of leaving by herself... As she arrived, returning to her hotel, Mr. Brown's accuser solicited Mr. Brown to enjoy her, to join her and return to Mr. Brown's residence where the two engaged in consensual sex. Again, Mr. Brown denies all of the accuser's accusations. And that's from what? This is his official statement as of September 10th, 2019. Oh, that's his statement. That's yeah. his statement. Okay. Well, here's something uh, from September 9th, which is yesterday. Uh, there are, like, DM messages that Antonio Brown to someone else, I don't know who, 
having a conversation about how he's being extorted with fake sexual assault allegations. I can see the pain in your eyes. No, hold on. Let me just. Uh, I know about those. Assault claims she's making. It's all a lie. I have her messages telling me she's just trying to get a bag. Hit me up. I know about that girl making assault charges. Hit me up. I have proof she's setting you up. AB replies, that'd be an honor, love. I can see the pain in your eyes knowing you didn't knowing you didn't do this, but the world automatically will vilify you without all the facts. It's crazy sad. She's trying to extort after I've been nothing but generous. Someone is coaching her behind the scenes. Yeah, she got some people uh, form, from her church and her mom in depth. Something about taxes and scheming. All I did was help her pay her to train me. It's exactly someone back. I was great. He talked to the honor. Now, if this is all true, then there's there's a chance that all of these allegations that are coming out now are fake. Maybe. It's a developing story. We'll see what happens. I want to move on from that. Yeah. That, but, yeah but we definitely needed to. Yeah. No, uh, not really. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want yes, really. to like say it's not. I'm not gonna. What is it? Victim, not. Not victim blaming. What we really have to yeah. do is when something like this happens, take a step back and. Yeah, but I also don't. I, I also can see it as this is her seeing that this athlete's at like the height of his scrut like media scrutiny, and trying to attack him while he's there but if if it is false we don't we don't know obviously we need the proof or yeah. something to come out we need i don't know this is apparently the a proof civil is lawsuit in the pudding and the pudding's not till dessert and the dessert is at the end of the meal so we gotta wait Ooh. we'll find out I like months analogy, from now though. but that's the thing that's we'll, fi- we'll find out months from now but like what what do you do in the meantime proceed as normal all right i don't know anyway what were we talking about before that? Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Getting yes. his passes uh, batted down. Yeah. Because he needs to learn to step back in the pocket more. Kyler Murray is will likely be at least a moderately talented quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he needs a team. His offensive line, uh, like we, we told everybody, that was really bad. It's really bad. And everyone likes to think that that doesn't matter because a lot of people just want... And if and like offensive line and defensive line play is detail oriented, and people don't like detail oriented in the fantasy football era that we live in. Yeah, but people it's just so go, oh, Kyler, he good, he fast, he throw ball deep, he superstar, he dis. No, like he also gets sacked a whole bunch and gets balls batted down because he's five foot five. He's not five foot five. He's five foot ten. But like, there are schematic issues with their offense. You had the two worst. Offensive lines going into yesterday, uh, or well, this week one was Houston and uh, yeah, Chargers. A- they both gave up ten sacks total. Yeah, yeah. And third being Arizona. Yeah, and Arizona. And Kyler Murray got t- sacked five times. So even those quick plays that the quick oh, plays that are designed to get like. Get six the, yards in the in the in college that get three in the pros. Yeah, right. Then it will cause you to go three and out multiple times when you get the one stop when he gets batted down or 
from it's, getting sacked. It's not going to... I'm, I'm sure they're coming out of this game going like, okay, we squeezed out a tie, hopefully at least. The, Cliff Kingsbury's like, this isn't going to work, and goes back to the drawing board a little bit. I don't know if you can. He only knows one thing. He knows his system, and he knows... That he, Kyler is supposed to be the the perfect quarterback to run his system. He's not going to change. Not going to change you, it. You have to adapt in the NFL. He's yeah, going to lose no his one. Job. Do you know what teams adapt in the NFL? One. <laughs> one team in the NFL adapts. Yeah, yeah, they're the most successful. How right, about and that? no one else listens. No one else does yeah. that because they're too prideful. If you want to win fucking Super Bowls, adapt. I mean, Saints other teams try. Offense. That's true. Other teams try. Their they, defense is the same every week, but they adopt their offense. I mean, Kansas City tries. With their offense, sure. No, they just, they're just like, Pat, go throw deep balls. Nah, nah. And then we'll that's have, not we'll have or, so or go true. throw screen passes to Sammy and watch Jacksonville miss three tackles on him. That what they weren't screen passes. Don't even fucking. <laughs> they, were they were curls. They were yeah. I'm sorry. They were curls. Whatever. Which is you know a screen pass, ten eight, feet. Yeah, ten ten yards down the field. Man, only one of them was like that. The others were passes down the field. Man, <laughs> so they were like what I said. You know, at the beginning, just throw the ball down the field. So I mean, that's the, what he's really good at. That's what Pat Mahomes is really good at, man. How's he, how he going to throw 50 touchdowns on one ankle? Pat Mahomes. Fun fact. This he is only another, needs one ankle. <laughs> evidently. Fun fact, Pat Mahomes did not attempt a pass uh, 15 yards or more down the field on the left side. Didn't even attempt one. Because he can't do it on one ankle. That's right. I don't care. How? Okay, can we just, I guess we'll go. He said he was going to regress, and he didn't. That's all that matters. We'll go into this. He's going to regress. Nah, three touchdowns, 300 yards. Nobody, I don't, I think I've been wanting to say this. Top five defense. I think I've been wanting to say this. For like weeks now, but I haven't been on the podcast. You know how many people have thrown for fifty plus touchdowns more than once? How many? Zero. <laughs> Never happened more than once to the same person. You, I, I'm not saying. I think that Pat could probably be the person that does it, but he's definitely not going to do it in back to back seasons. Wouldn't it be some shit if he does, though? It's not going to. Uh, let, let a boy it dream. Would be, it would be fantastic. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's that's such a hard milestone to hit. I mean, kudos to him if he does it. That would be incredible. Well, you're, I'm you're, not, I don't need gonna, him to throw 50 touchdowns. But no, he doesn't the, need to throw 50 People touchdowns. were, but like, the way the regressing where he's the, the year of tape and all this stuff, and they're going to stop him, and then he no. threw for, like, 240 yards in the first quarter people again. People talk about this all the time. You don't just stop that. You don't just watch some tape. And be like, oh, I can stop that now. He's not a system quarterback. The only you thing that stopped Pat Mahomes was him overthrowing Kelsey on a no-look pass. Right. That kind of person, you don't just look at tape and stop. Did we? It doesn't work like that for Pat Mahomes. I think, I think we talked about this after everything came out with Tyreek, that he was like... He was going to come back. I think the fat boys called that he was probably going to get hurt in like week one and just no, he's be, uh, just be out half the season. He's not anyway. going on IR, so yeah, but he's, Tyree, Tyree, yeah, you know, he's not going. He on has IR. a very horrible sounding injury, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like the details it, of that injury are. When he went off the field, it looked well. Jalen Ramsey shouldn't have hit him the way he hit him in late. 
Yeah. Fucking Jaguars played really dirty that game. They they do a lot. The Jaguars did play very they're dirty. They're from Florida. What do you, they they're from Jacksonville. What do you expect? <laughs> all right, fair. But they did. They, did you they, all? Did you guys see like the way the fight broke out in uh-huh. the one end zone and yeah. how uh, Miles Jack had to be restrained to come off the field and he kept trying to fight yeah, back yeah. after he, getting ejected? They dragged yeah. him off. It the literally field. took them like ten minutes to get him off the field. Like they they were doing uh, just fucking. I understand they were mad that their first touchdown cost them $86 million. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. And, and that's it. And that's Man, all they got. Can we pour one out for motherfucking Big, big Dick Nick? Yeah. Up in this? Poor Big Poor Dick. Poor man I'm... comes out, right? Comes the fuck out. Swinging. That throw was amazing. Swinging. Beautiful, fucking incredible pass. Gets done up like a big dick sandwich in between two big boys, and now he's done. One pass. Big dick got big dick. One pass, gorgeous touchdown, done. How fucking sad. I'm I'm heading up the, the age of Minshew has I'm, become. Yeah, I'm I'm heading up the Gardner <laughs> Minshew hype train. <laughs> wait, wait. I, but no, no, you are. You want to know why? Hmm. Because okay, Gardner Minshew's adjusted completion percentage was a hundred percent. He looked amazing. He he had every single one of the passes that were incomplete were either dropped or batted. I'm not joking. Yeah, and this he is had an adjusted. He had a hundred percent completion adjusted percent, like and, an adjusted completion percentage. Well, and this is I don't want to hear shit about this, the Chiefs defense. Okay, yeah, and this is against 15. the sorry ass soft Chiefs defense. We're ranked fifteenth in the league right now, but. That's not very good. I don't expect you know. I don't ex- spots better than last year. I don't expect <laughs> Gardner Minshew in his rookie season to come out and be able to do that with Jarrell Casey in his face every play. Right. Yeah. Jarrell Casey. I'm just Jarell saying. The Chiefs, the, Gardner Minshew is going to win rookie of the year. The defense. The Chiefs the defense actually like played better. I don't care what anyone says. Like, I mean, it's, just it's different. not hard the to play The offense helped. Yeah, I get it. Like here, like this. The Chiefs' defense played 58 snaps on Sunday. Last year, they averaged 74 snaps per game. Only once last season did the Chiefs' defense see fewer snaps than they did on Sunday when they played 57 in Week Seven against the Bengals, where they won 45 to 10. So, like, that's the lowest snap count that defense has seen in a year. How did? I'm not trying to say this to offend you. Me? How did the Patriots score? 30 more points on just seven more plays. On uh, just seven more plays? Downfield Be- shit. Uh, what was with that Mike Tomlin bitch move kicking a field goal to drop the zero? Because Pittsburgh's offensive and defensive game plans going into that game were none. Were actually the markings of the shit that Tomlin wiped his ass with. <laughs> oh, fuck. And walked out onto the field and thought that, oh, yeah, this will work against the Patriots. You stopped. You stopped, Sony Michelle. That they, they no, we didn't stop Sony Michelle. They were just like, oh, we don't need Sony Michelle. We just put out James White. They put him out fourteen times, and he only got fifteen yards. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, Steelers are a good run defense, though. We were like top ten run defense last year. We're an okay run. Plus, Devin Bush is better than whoever the hell we have had last year. LJ Fort. Like, I hate the fact that people like. I didn't watch I, the game. I didn't I, watch that game. I watched as much of it as I could stomach. Um, I hate the fact that, like, this. I'm not taking a pot shot at my dad, but I walked into my house 
after watching that game here with Justin. Yeah. I walked into the house when we were down like 27 to 3. And my the first words out of my dad's mouth were, "Man, we can't cover anybody." And I was like, "You do know we only have 3 points, right?" <laughs> That's the words that came out of my mouth. I'm like, "Do you see the score we have? It says 3. Have you watched our offense? Have you watched how many 3-yard drag routes Ben Roethlisberger has thrown despite them not blitzing him and only rushing 4?" Uh, did you watch the game, or did you just watch our defensive snaps? I, I'm kind of love that this was after that article from Mike Freeman about how's the how's the era of Tomlin and Ben gonna look without Brown and Bell? Yeah, that's how it looked. That's how it looked. I I love that. Me too. <laughs> that's I love how that. Well, I didn't love it, but. That's might be how it goes. Uh, no, I don't know. That's not going to be how it goes. Not not like that. No, not every single game they play this year is not going to be thirty three three. Well, no, but not every games. Not every game for the Steelers is going to look that bad offensively because not every team in the NFL is like as smart defensively as the Patriots are. Right. And what they're going to do is they're going to look at that game and be like, oh, well, we can do what they did with our system and with our guys is what they're going to try to do. And not every team has a Stephon Gilmore that can match up really, really well against Juju Smith-Schuster. That was unfortunate. And yeah, it's just it's just the perfect matchup. Like, Juju's well, not that fast. The Patriots are Or not that this, quick, I should say. The Patriots play this game every time as far as going against receivers. They pick your best guy and they take him away. It's just a bad matchup. Like, I'm, I'm not writing off the Steelers. I just really would have liked <laughs> to put up a... Like, a touchdown? Yeah, a touchdown. Like, that would have been... You know, I wasn't, like, optimistic we were going to win. I never picked... I picked the Steelers to win in our picks... Because I picked them to cover, but like in my projections when I did them at the start of the year, I didn't pick us to beat the fucking Patriots. Of course I didn't. Why would I pick us to beat the Patriots? We never do. I did. Like, well, that sucks. But so I wanted the Patriots to lose. I didn't realize um, what that team is right now. See, my thing, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted to choose. I didn't know if I wanted to pick. I don't know what would have made me more sad: the Steelers losing the tiebreaker to the. Uh, to the Patriots, but then ending up with the same record as them, or us beating the Patriots and then not finishing with the same record as them. You know what I mean? Like I last the year, could probably gonna happen. Like last year, right? But I, so I guess like when I made the selection right before we send each other our picks, I was kind of like, no, that would make me more sad if we beat the Patriots and then ended up not finishing. So I guess I just set myself up for the rest of the year. But then we lost. So now. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. I mean, they're probably going to lose to Seattle next week. Probably. There's a lot of big questions going on in Pittsburgh. Probably probably getting ever closer to a reformative period there. No. You guys should trade no. for Xavier Howard. You don't understand. It's not the way it works. It's going it's to come the way eventually. It works. It's not the way it works. It's all, about, it's all about the execution. It's not about the schemes. You guys should. It will come. We would literally... The Roonies... And Kevin Colbert would literally gut the entire roster outside of Ben Roethlisberger before they fired their coaches. You should, uh, you guys should trade for Xavier Howard. I would love Xavier Howard, but we won't. I would love to have Xavier Howard. That'd be great, but I don't know. I just, I just think that the Patriots 
are just a terrible matchup because the Steelers are like the Steelers basically approach every single game like they're a hammer and they have to build a house with nothing but screws and no nails. So you just have to hammer the screws in basically and they try to make it work just banging their heads against walls whereas the Patriots are very finesse and precise yeah. which is why they never beat them calculated yeah it's the exact opposite it's rock rock it's rock meeting paper it doesn't work it never works unless you're, you're going to play tic-tac-toe and you bring your own pieces and you only got x's but the other person said they're already you know they're x's so you're like all right well i'm still x's so they, the first team puts their X, and the Steelers like, all right, we're gonna put our X. Yeah. And then the next person puts their X, and they win. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's exactly it. And yeah. sometimes you know you get to play against the teams that have have the O's. Sounds like some right. Kid, sounds like some fucking tick tack dough to me. That's precisely what happens. That's I don't know. bullshit. I don't know, man. I I wanted to ask Matt. I know we were talking about the Chiefs. I wanted to ask Matt how yes. sad he was when he saw Pat Mahomes limping off the field. Did you see it? (laughs) I want to know. How many times did the Madden cover flash before your eyes? (laughs) Every time he closed his eyes. I didn't see the Madden cover, but I was... Because it happened early on in the game. I didn't have to work until 3 that day, so I was at home watching the most of the first half, and it happened like early in the first quarter, early second quarter, whatever it was, it happened. And I'm sitting there on the couch watching the game with my dad. And this is like we were just talking back and forth. He, my, because I had missed it because I was in the shower getting ready for work. I missed the first play to Sammy that was the big touchdown. And my dad just showed me the Twitter highlight. He loaded up, oh, this was the play. And he's like, he's like oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, so he's gonna. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, Chiefs, go!" Yeah, and then like, as soon as that was done, we went back. We cut back to the thing. Oh, Chiefs are back in the red zone. Hey, Scott Hanson, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, God, he looked good. God, I love Scott Hanson. Football came, he, Pope is he, a man. He came out of that Cairo chamber that he goes into. <sighs> Darker hair, looking, oh. looking crisp. Man, Scott Hanson got it going on. I don't know what he does, but he does it anyway. Uh, <laughs> He's done it. He's done it. What does he do for the re- well? He, like, I, on- I know we say that the cryo chamber. No, he's he's part of. He works for NFL uh, Network. He's on like NFL Live. Okay, and he does he does a lot of their studio shows. Okay, so anyway, so so the play happens and like the fight's breaking out in the end zone. And like, oh my god, what the fuck's going on here? And then like you see, because the the play that the fight broke out on was the same play that Pat hurt his ankle. And, like, you see Pat getting up and doing his, like, dad walk. And, like, many times last season after getting hit or even not after getting hit, he, he does this, like, weird, like, prance dad walk thing if you ever watch Pat Mahomes, yeah. like, jog off the field. But then, like, he started limping and couldn't do it. And then, like, you saw a couple trainers come out and <laughs> you could have heard a pin drop in the house. <laughs> I, it was just, like, this thing. There was just like this moment of silence while we watched the fight unfold because the fight was happening at the same time. They were cutting from the fight to Mahomes limping off the field. The fight Mahomes limping off the field. And and like and then like Scott Hansen cuts away to show another play or something. They cut back to the Chiefs game and, and, and then like my dad they show Chase Daniel with his helmet on. Oh my god. Oh and my no. dad just like starts laughing. He's like No. And I'm like 
are you kidding me? This isn't real, right? No. Like, I started kind of, like, laughing in disbelief, and then my dad started getting into, like, a... Nothing good ever happens. (laughs) No wonder where you get it from. (laughs) What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about at all. He's like, nothing good ever. God, just one time. And, and and then, like, the fight breaks out, and then, like, Mahomes comes back on the field, and there's, like, collective sigh of relief. Ah, it's okay. All right. We're good. Everything's fine. It's all good, Dad. All right, I'm going to work. I'll see you later. We're fine. It's good. Then, then they show his ankle, and there's an entire roll of tape Didn't care. on his ankle. It. He played through it. He's Brett Favre. They could puncture his lung, and he'll play. I don't give a fuck. I mean, that's I don't want that to happen, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, he, he we'll came out, and, and then he played well, and he, he played... They better not make him take a snap under center all year. Because if he's got a backpedal, no. Just make him just make... He, Pat Mahomes doesn't need his lower body to complete throws. No. So just make him play out of shotgun all season. God, but that was a really scary moment for a few minutes. How about Sammy Watkins, right? Man, if he's finally he put isn't. himself in a position where he's in good health... He isn't. He he, he'll be so good. He isn't. What are you talking about? Why do you about? say that? He isn't. Wait, what are you talking about? Why do you about? say that, though? He isn't. Why do you say because that? Because there was years when Sammy Watkins was in Buffalo in the first three weeks of the season. He has like 150 yards and two touchdowns. But like, oh, man, if Sammy's... Ha-. No. Injured players continue to get injured. Something will happen to him, especially if he has an increased workload because Tyreek's going to be gone for a couple of weeks. That's the thing. I just, that bothers or scares me a little bit with him, but I kind of half expect it. My only thing is Mahomes plays better when Sammy's in the game. Right. Tyreek doesn't matter as much to him. Now, it matters in like the like the Ravens game last year where he just threw it up and Tyreek found it and whatnot. But from play-to-play schemes, it just feels like Sammy's more important to that team than Tyreek. From what uh, what Andy Reid was talking about, it's Sammy is probably the best route runner they have on the team. That's no doubt. That's one of Tyreek's biggest weaknesses. Yeah, so they they'll use him for that a lot. It's super important. You lose that on the team, it's it's a problem. Kelsey's and the best route problem. runner they have. Man, oh, there was this really, there was this like uh, oh, there was this really funny like tweet thing that happened where someone was like you can't put a linebacker on Tyreek Hill I don't care who you are he's gonna burn you every time and then like a Panthers fan like responded to it and said there's a guy on our team number Keekley's 59 right mm. yeah now he's number 59 he could cover him and then one of the Chiefs beat writers quote tweeted him with uh I don't know if it was last year or the year before the last time the Chiefs played Carolina where uh Travis was lined up on Luke Keekley and he cut and Luke Keekley broke his ankles and fell down to the ground making Travis wide open. It was really funny. I like the clap back from our beat writers made me happy. Very good. Very good. Uh, how uh, how excited are you to lose in the AFC Championship game again this year? It's not going to happen. Okay. Because Pat Mahomes is smarter and, and they played more ball control. And that's something he's going to do. He's not going to make the Deshaun Watson mistake of scoring too early and leaving the all-pro former MVP with too much time. It happened! It happened again! You can't say it doesn't exist because we watched it! It's not feasible. When the play's there, you have to make it! 
What do you do? Throw? What do you do? When he's open down there, you're about to get fucking hit, and you can let off that beautiful touchdown pass? Do you throw it out because you need to save time? No! You, you go do? down at the one! You take a knee at the one! Dude, Ahmed, hey, listen. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. Ahmed Bradshaw knew. Yeah. Do you remember the couple, the, the second time the, the Giants played the Patriots? No, uh-huh, I know. Ahmed Bradshaw had a clear shot at the end zone, and he tried to fall at the one-yard line. He knew. He's like, we cannot. There have to be single-digit seconds left on this clock when he gets this football. Like, single digits. Yeah. Now, now, at the same time, he had a clear shot. To, like, the, the Patriots literally, I'm convinced the Patriots do it on purpose, where they're like, here you go. Run into the end zone. Give us all the time in the world. They do it on purpose. <laughs> like, that's what they do. Like, they're like, we dare you to give us time. So, and Ahmed Bradshaw knew. He's like, no. He, he tried to, like, curl up and fall at the one, but his momentum carried him into the end zone. Like, there was no, and I guess we could transition talking about Deshaun Watson. Dude, when the Texans scored that touchdown, I was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm like, Breeze is going to get him. Like, now, he's going to get him. Now, like, now, he's going thing. to win this here's game. Here's the well, thing. As, you see, as, as a pessimistic Saints fan, when we scored that touchdown, I was like, no. There's no, we gave him too much time. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah, maybe you get into the thing where they needed 15 yards with seven seconds to go in a timeout and the Texans played soft defense. Maybe they shouldn't have played soft defense. I get it, whatever. They did. But, they shouldn't have done that. Well, to be fair, any Texans defense is soft outside of J.J. Watt. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Listen, though, man. This is this is an age old argument that we have about about scoring too fast. About scoring too fast. You you hit yourself. It, it'll always go this way. It'll never stop. In that that argued your side of that argument exists. So does mine. In that you don't take that opportunity, and then if it doesn't show up again, you lose anyway. If you have Todd Gurley running up, the Rams did this. Remember when Todd Gurley did this? Remember when, when the refs didn't give the Saints enough time at the end of the first half? Yeah. Remember when that? Remember when we thought we could get through one game without the refs fucking with the Saints? <laughs> remember, <laughs> we, remember when that thro- thought crossed our heads? Because I don't. <laughs> That's was, never happened to me. There were oh. so many fucking refs at that game. Dude, I hope I hope it just <laughs> keeps growing. I hope that. More, there's more and more people. I hope to not see a single Saints jersey <laughs> in the fucking stands. I, I want to see, see all refs. The, was there really just a bunch of people wearing? They, there were, there were like the Are the you, amount of shots of crowd shots that ESPN had at their at their disposal. At some point, they limitless. At some point, I'm pretty sure they stopped trying to show the crowd because of how many refs were there. I think the NFL said stop showing the. I'm sure. I wouldn't I'm, be surprised if it keeps going. If the NFL like yeah, ESPN cracks had, down, like you're not allowed to wear that. ESPN yeah. having all them problems. Too many refs in the crowd. Their fucking graphic looked like a flag on every play. Yeah, I, 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 they're changing it already. Yeah, yeah. apparently they changed it after the first half in the first game. I didn't notice. I, I, which is weird. I watched most of the game, like just intermittently. I was at a tournament during it, but every time I wasn't playing, I just watched it. Can we, man, I watched the end of it, which was sick. one of the first sacks on Deshaun Watson. Remember when we were talking about the Laramie Tunsil trade on this podcast? Yeah, and I said, man, 
You know what you do when a really bad offensive line adds just one piece to the offensive line? Attack every other side. Yeah, you just don't go near him. Yeah, you just, And literally the first sack the Saints had, they just blitzed the right side of the yeah. Texans offensive line and sacked Deshaun. I'm like, wow, it's almost like this is easy. <laughs> it's almost like adding Laramie Tunsil does literally nothing other than whoever's on Deshaun's blind side doesn't get the sack, which isn't even true. Because Laramie Tunsil got pushed back basically into Deshaun Watson's lap for one of the final sacks of the game. Yep. God because damn. he's Deshaun okay. Deshaun going to die. He's averaging like three and a half sacks a game. Well, Andrew Luck retired after getting sacked like 170 sometimes, 150, 170 sometimes in his seven years. And Deshaun's been in the league for three, played for two, and he's already at like 98 sacks. Yeah. Yeah. He's only going to play for five years. And he got hurt during that game. Yeah. Like, he had to go back into the medical tent a couple times because he helicoptered into the end zone and landed on his lower back. Because he has to. He's doing the Andrew Luck thing. Bill O'Brien should be arrested. There were so many moments in that game. There were so many moments in that game where Deshaun Watson, I'm convinced... That Bill O'Brien purposely calls god awful plays on first down and second down. <laughs> I don't. Corey doesn't want to think about this. At one point, Deshaun Watson was seven of seven on third down. Yeah. Seven of seven. That's insane. With like, I think with four of them going for first downs on third down and long. Yeah. Like, does he purposely call bad plays on first down and second down just to make Deshaun Watson look like a hero on third? No. Is that what he's trying to do? <laughs> Looks like it. Though, or, 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 you know, what, you know what Bill O'Brien's favorite thing to do? I, this show has basically become, let's, let's just trash Bill O'Brien. And I love it. Because screw Bill O'Brien. You know what Bill O'Brien's favorite thing to do is? Man, Carlos Hyde. By the way, Carlos Hyde had a good game. Yeah, he did. Uh, crazy. Even though, like, the Saints' interior defensive line was banged up. Sheldon Rankins isn't back yet. Yeah. I can't remember who the other guy's name is. Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. Um, which is one of the core reasons why the Saints have a good run defense, those two guys. But Carlos Hyde rips off like a, a big a big run, right? Like 15, 20 yards, right? And it's Carlos Hyde, right? Yeah. Mm. It's not like it's Zeke or Barkley. or It's Carlos Hyde, okay? He rips off this big run, and the very next play is... Just an inside run to Carlos Hyde, and he goes for negative one yard. <laughs> that is Bill O'Brien's favorite thing. Every single time Alvin Kamara touched the ball for more than eight yards, he came out of the game. Every time. he come out of the game for a play. That's what you got to do. Yeah, that's what you're West. supposed to do. That's also what happened. I'm pretty sure sh- I need to watch it again. But that's also what happened when Marshawn Lattimore got the interception that called called back. Yeah. He... Because he was shadowing Hopkins pretty much all game. Yes, and he did. De- he did decent. And Hopkins then, had how many drops? Three. 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 He's out of the top three. Got got herded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got, got that 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 shit got herded. Uh, but anyway, he got he, Lattimore got the interception in the end zone, and then he started returning it. He returned it about 40, 35 yards, and then it got called back. Uh, if there was an offsides penalty mm-hmm. called and uh i think i think they either took Lattimore out for a play 
or they switched to a zone to try to give Lattimore a little bit of a breather from DeAndre Hopkins because they were in the red zone, so you know it's going towards DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, Hopkins just ran a slant into the end zone and caught a ball, and he wasn't double-covered because they, the underneath guy wasn't there like where he was supposed to be. And it, that was either Lattimore or that was just a linebacker that yeah. blew its coverage. And but that, that's that was like the most disappointing like roller coaster I had all night was the Marshawn Lattimore getting an interception, getting it called back, and then the next play is a touchdown because he came out of the game. Yeah. But I don't dispute taking him out of the game. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, like take him out of the game for a minute because he's compromised anyway. Mm-hmm. Like he just had to try to return. A, first of all, he, like you said, he's been fighting with DeAndre Hopkins all game long. Right. And then he has to try to return a, an interception 40 yards. He gets tackled, and he's exhausted. And then you just, oh, yeah, just go back out there and cover him again. He's basically compromised to any, at that point anyway. Yeah. Right. So they were either in the zone with him that was supposed to be underneath, or he was out of the game. I just, I just love when people jump on Bill O'Brien and how terrible of a play caller he is. Can we name this episode Bill O'Brien is a bad coach? Bob. Bob is a bad coach. We already we, we, uh, made a Bill O'Brien goof. I know, but can we just like make fun of Bill O'Brien every week and then we garner the sympathy of Texans fans everywhere? I mean... Like, no. D- Deshaun Watson, at moments in that game, was... I don't. I hate the expression... Because it's overused, but like, God, did he have to put the team on his back? Oh yeah, he did. Like my look, DeAndre Hopkins was dropping passes. Like that. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad Kenny Stills got to catch a touchdown and yeah, he did. In, in the Superdome one more time. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for the wrong team, but I got to see it happen. <laughs> How much? What would you give to get Kenny Stills back and get rid of Ted Ginn? I would definitely give up Ted Ginn. Uh, I'd give up, considering that I, I think we need a wide receiver still. I'd give up a second round pick, yeah. second round pick, and Ted Ginn. Can I think I think I might have given gave up more for it in Matt in my Madden franchise. <laughs> Michael Thomas in that game. I didn't know. I I didn't know this. A lot of what the Saints do. Offensively, they run a lot of like deep curl routes and a lot of deep crosses. And they brought it up during the the broadcast that Michael Thomas doesn't run a lot of deep routes. He's more of a just a big body. Yeah, he's not fast. He's not fast. It is amazing to me knowing that, like the general public now knows that because they just said it on the broadcast. <laughs> the amount of times. That there's a safety hovering over Michael Thomas to prevent him from getting downfield is mind-boggling. When the general public was just told 20 minutes ago, yeah, he doesn't really run a lot of deep routes. I mean, he still he still does it because they, you know they have to keep him honest. Like the uh, Marcus, the touchdown that he had against Marcus Peters in the Rams game last year, the yeah. regular season one. Uh, they knew that, you know, uh, if they show, if they, if Marcus Peters thinks he's gonna, you know, run a curl, that they could just 
let Michael Thomas loose down, and he got mm-hmm. like a 70-yard, 60-yard yeah. touchdown from it. It's definitely one of those things where they're waiting for you to not do it, to try to do it. Mm-hmm. But they don't. He just runs a lot of shallow crosses, a lot of deep cro- He, I mean, he's amazing at it. Yeah. Buckets. Two for two for tonight. And then Kamara just completely took over in the second half, but I don't know. That was an unbelievable game. I yeah. love Kamara so much. He's so good. He doesn't even wear a fucking mouth. He wears a grill. There's no mouthpiece, just a grill. (laughs) Just a VVS diamond grill from Johnny Dang in Houston. That's right. Yeah, and he he had, from what I was reading, he had, like, this insane training regimen. Yeah, over the off season. Yeah, it's, I saw like it's paying off. It's all awesome. about balance. Uh, him and and him and Antonio do a lot of the same stuff. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of balance coordination. Um, obviously, Antonio does a lot of hand eye coordination stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Kamara does a lot of the same things, where they work on almost like doing things that I want to say Olympians, but athletes that have to do balance work basically and you don't think about that type of stuff when you're running back because you think like okay yeah your speed is important your quickness is important your lateral agility is important a lot of people don't think about oh your balance yeah like that that was one of the big things with marshawn lynch was his balance like his ability low center of gravity yeah his ability to take a hit and basically take the impact from the hit and continue to use it to get in the direction that he wanted to go. Right. Um, and you saw that a lot with like some of the runs he had. He got hit two or three times during the during the run, and he's still stand upright. Mm-hmm. And he's not. If you watch him, he's like almost. Unless they're from behind him, he's like almost aware of where they are, uh, and he's making it so he's not taking the full brunt of the hit. Like you know, they're trying to tackle him. They're trying to like, and he's like kind of like already moving that way so he has a momentum going with them mm. with the hit. I love, I love watching him. He was my number one player across fantasy because I just, I don't know. I just Matt fucking destroyed me in fantasy in our big money league and it was just rude and disrespectful. Oh man, I got high score for the week. I scored 180 something points. He was up like 130 to like one point literally at the f- like first during the first games. I didn't have a lot of like early game people, yeah. but it was still terrible. Like I should I should have had a lot more than one point and he probably should have had a lot less than hundred and thirty points. Uh real quick, I just want to talk about Vernon Davis vaulting over a person. That was so cool. <laughs> that was so put, cool. I just want to put out there and remind everybody that Vernon Davis literally First of vaulted all, a guy. Mo- we didn't touch on that game yet. Washington and Philly? Yeah. Now, Washington just did a thing where they're like, hey, we're good. No, they're not. Man, we really had them in the first half. That's right. It's like they had a good a good thing going with Geis, and then they didn't have another running back suited up behind them to play when Geis got hurt. It's almost like that happened. It's almost like running backs that get injured tend to keep getting injured. It's almost, it's almost like they should have let Adrian Peterson suit up. Yeah. Was there an explanation as to why he didn't suit up? Nope. Healthy scratch. Yep. Nice. And apparently a lot of the people in the locker room were super pissed. Yep. Yeah. About it. Another should have suited up. I mean he could have. Sure. I mean he suited up this week. Yeah, he has to now. Uh another one. Another quick hitter. 
Uh, how's everybody feel about how great Kirk Cousins looked? Completing 8 of 10 passes for 98 yards. Yeah, that wasn't him. That was just Dalvin Cook. <laughs> but players who get hurt will get hurt. So at some point, Dalvin Cook's going down, and then Kirk Cousins has got to beat a team with his arm, and he can't do it. I hope at some point. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen. But, like, I was so down on Dalvin Cook this year. And as of right now, I'm eating my hat. Well, you'll, you'll need, like, if he gets injured. Hopefully at some point I get to regurgitate happen. what I've ate. <laughs> it's a nice hat. I really, lo- I really want it back. Injured. That's literally the piece that, that that's the way that Vikings team is built. They need a running back like Dalvin Cook to succeed. And what's that's so, why they didn't last year. What's so inexcusable about that game, too, is that Minnesota didn't even try to hide the fact that they were running the ball. No. Like you're coming out Kirk only attempted 10 passes. You're coming out with two tight end, two running back sets. Yeah. Every time. And it, and they're gashing the 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 Falcons. Gashing them. The Falcons like, just like shut down. It's just game. like so inexcusable that like oh man, well that they're just that's what you do when you run the ball. You have two tight ends, two backs and you impose your, No, like you don't the, do it every play. No, you don't do it every play. Like right. in the NFL like, teams are just going to counter you with their heavy set. Yeah. And at some point, you're going to draw even. Like, sure, you're going to get, like, the, man, we're imposing our will, and we're getting good down blocks, and you're going to get seven yards on a run. But then you're also going to have runs where you get minus four yards. That didn't happen with the Vikings. No. Like, they just pushed the Atlanta Falcons around. Yeah. Defensively, too, they pushed the Falcons around bad. It was... The Vikings are a good defense. Oh, they're People, great defense. Yeah. They're a fantastic defense. They've got a lot of talent all across the board in their personnel. But Can, uh, uh, Matt, were you going to say something about... Because I know you you never take uh, the opportunity to trash talk Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you never let that opportunity skate nah, by you. Nah, Kirk Cousins is trash. So... <laughs> so all right. Always been trash, always will be trash. I want to I wanna get to a segment... That we're going to do hopefully every week. Hopefully we have enough nominees to do it every week. But I thought of a segment idea today. It's called The Hottest Shade of the Week. I didn't find a... I was hoping to find like some randomly obscure like, need, like a rent, clip. rental we're tent. Football, we're football after dark. We need like we need a this is shade shades in the dark. We need some sort of like catchy thing. So if we're gonna make this a segment, Justin, we're coming up with it now on the fly before we explain what it is. What sound effect is gonna play when we do shade of the week? Me coughing. <laughs> okay, do it. <laughs> That's it. There we go. Very good. I need you. All right. I think we and, used and, and that next for something week, else already. Next week, use it for everything. instead of saying it's time for the shade of the week, I just want you to cough, and then we go right into it. All right. Good. All right. I'll do a different one every week. A different cough every week. That's right. I, Sometimes I'll just I don't be- know if you have 17 different coughs <laughs> in you. Oh, I do. Okay. He, has, he probably has about 20. Right. So that, that'll last us for a while. That'll last us through the Super Bowl. Right. All right. So our nominees this get- week. Our nominees this week, we've already discussed them for the hottest shade of the week. Number one, uh, Oakland Raiders fans chanting, fuck A.B., after Tyrell Williams scored a touchdown. Bruh, I watched that video, and that was so good. Um, that's number one. Number two, uh, Lamar Jackson in his postgame after absolutely torching uh, the junior college team, I mean the Miami Dolphins, uh, and saying that, oh, it was not bad for a running back. 
I felt like somebody when he said that, right? Because I've been calling him a running back all off season. I felt he like said somebody, it to you. Yeah, yeah I he, felt like somebody threw a tarp over me. <laughs> and like he said it I was to like, you. Man, I got had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then number three, Delaney Walker channeling his inner Coach Green. We are who we we they are who we thought they were. Crown them if you want to crown them. Speech uh, after the Browns game. Yeah. Uh, so, which one do you guys think was the best? It's my 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 vote was towards Lamar Jackson because he said it to the Fat Pod Boys. He said it to you, Justin. I really I really love the Lamar Jackson one, even though like clearly it's, he he walked up to me, said not bad for a running back, huh, and punched me in the chest. Huh, Jubby from the <laughs> Fat Pod. I, I I God, the Delaney Walker one's great though. Just because yeah. like the reference and the see, just my, is, you have to watch it too though because of like the way he said it. He had a smile on his face when he was saying it. Yeah, but like it was, but it felt like he took a grenade full of shade and just took that pin off and stuffed it down. Well, for sure, seat. as I was telling was telling you guys. I mean, for how many months has so when did the Browns get Odell? Oh God! Early March, or March April. Or April? Yeah. Right after that, they became Vegas favorites in Super Bowl betting and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, you heard Browns, 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 and, and all you heard is about how they're going to roll, they're going to roll, they're going to roll. The and Titans. Anything in preseason that you heard on the Titans is, eh, Marcus Mariota. We don't know what we're going to get. The from Titans him. were supposed to be one of the teams that the Browns walked on. Exactly. And now the Titans executed flawlessly. My sleeper of the year, Derrick Henry, came to life. You know what the big thing is? And we talked about this a lot. The Titans will win a lot more games if they give the ball to Derrick Henry. And what did they do? They gave the ball to Derrick Henry and worked out in their favor. Now, at the same time, the Browns fucking decimated themselves. They had like 15 or 16 penalties. 18. Oh, 18? It was 18. Damn. Okay, so 18, 18 penalties, penalties. 18 accepted penalties. The turnovers, the safety. Baker held onto the ball too long at times. Uh, drop sacks. passes, sacks. There, there were things that happened in that game where they absolutely defeated themselves. But at the same time, you have to give so much credit to the Titans for actually giving the ball to the one man on their team who can win games for them, Derrick Henry. Also, A.J. Brown had a great uh, game. Derrick Henry doesn't pass the rule. Pass the rule? He doesn't pass the rule. Well, he did that one super long run. He, well, that was a catch. So Yeah, it was a 75-yard catch. So we had, he had... Fair enough. He had 19 attempts for 84 yards. His longest was 18 yards. So that puts him only at a 3.6-yard. Per carry. That's still a first down, though, on three carries. It's not terrible. It's not good, though. It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, but he scored two touchdowns and... Doesn't pass. Playmaker for them. I, I, I was going to say Delaney was the best, but at the same time, Delaney's shade wasn't original. That is the problem with it. I do, Like, he just quoted yeah. another... I... The Lamar one was like, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to tip on the Lamar one. Ha ha. Like, I, I thought, honestly, and I'm not trying to say this because I want to be different. An entire stadium chanting fuck AB. Like, there wasn't a, like, think about that. Like, out of all the Raiders fans in that building, not a single one of them 
and this is gonna sound. Why would you ever do that? Not a single one of them was bummed about AB not being there. Well, yeah, because they, they were all pissed off, mad, That's like angry. But you have to like you can't tell me that there wasn't one Raiders fan that wasn't like, man, like we did him wrong. No, not Raiders fans. Like no, I mean, there might have been. Not, that's not what a Raiders fan is. Like, that's the black hole. Yeah, that's what I think. Like that's why I kind of liked that one because it was so. AB got an entire stadium to motherfucker to to mf him live on television. Okay, can I can I put an honorable mention? And they there? mf'd him by the result of the game. I will say that, mm-hmm. like they gave him a big mf, yeah, like as a like from the result. And then afterwards, Groom was like, "Stop talking about him." Yeah, finally. Yeah, he was just like, "I'm done." Every time somebody mentions Antonio Brown, I get a headache. Yeah, but yeah, so th- those are our top three shades. So oh, what was your honorable mention? My honorable mention is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster signing a Patriots fan's big wooden sign that said AB, and he walked up and signed it. That would have been better if they won. Yeah, Yeah. it would have been better if he would have had a good game. Well, yeah, but still, honorable mention shade. Still good shade. Uh, I'm going to say the worst shade of the week is Tank Lawrence not signing a little kid's jersey because he was a Giants fan. (laughs) That happened? Yeah. Bruh. Oh, I love it. There's so much good shade this week. That was terrible shade. That was probably the little kid's first football game. Only thing he wanted to do was get an autograph from an NFL player. Yeah, no, I mean like. Well, I mean, if he's wearing a giant, if he's wearing a Giants jersey, and the Cowboys guy didn't give him a signature, all it's going to do is uh, make him more of a Giants fan, and he'll have legitimacy when he says "fuck the Cowboys." That's right. You got to have legitimacy, keeping the rivalry alive. I would have our part. I would have liked to see Lawrence like actually sign it and just be like. Get a Cowboys jersey. Yeah. Like, sign it that way. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, Kamara had 10 missed catches or 10 missed tackles on 20 touches and 59 yards after contact. That's absolutely nuts. That training helping, man. It's helping good. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm going for Lamar Jackson now. I've turned. It's it hurts me too much. I have to vote for it. You got to vote for the shade that goes against you. Right, I have to. We Corey's need. To, right. I need Kuiper or person out there who takes care of our Facebook needs to chronicleize our shade of the week every week into more Facebook content. Man, <laughs> I I know Facebook guys need to log into Facebook. I get it. Look, dude, I just really hate Facebook. <laughs> you and everybody else, bud. I just really hate it. And then like. We'll try to boost it, and we'll try to get like three more people to listen shade. to the podcast. We'll we'll do a poll, like what was the what was the best shade of the week? God, I can't wait for our ten friends to vote on that poll. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! No, they're all gonna vote for they're all gonna vote for like they'll all write their own in. We need to take the write ins out because uh, yeah. I don't need Shively writing it. Yeah. The, right, so we got we got the, Lamar Jackson. The Texans release Aaron Colvin who. Blew the coverage on Ted Ginn in that last hey. throw. <laughs> hey, split second decisions by the coaching staff. Oh, let's just cut him. Oh, because he uh, he did a bad thing. Talk about shade. Uh, but no, I'm voting Lamar. Corey, you voting Lamar? Yeah, I vote Lamar. What you guys got? You got you got. Well, the- we're out. we're only gonna tie now. 
When you both got the the do, Raiders, you want to vote. You want to vote for Delaney. I kind of do. So it'd be a two to one to one. It would be a, so. It Lamar, Lamar wins. Lamar wins. Lamar's got the shade of the so week. Lamar there. Jackson with his not bad for a running back comment wins the shade of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the addition. So, so more on the Aaron Colvin cut. Uh, Colvin had the off coverage on wide receiver Ted Ginn, ultimately resulting in the surrendered yardage, helping a game-winning Saints field goal. Texas Bill O'Brien said the coverage was called by the staff, but Colvin pays the price. Oh my god, what a fucking prick. I hate you, Bill O'Brien. He is just cancer. God, I hope your ass dies tonight. I was gonna say what? your ass. I, I was gonna say something about eating an ass, but I was like, that's I hope you eat an ass. I hope you eat your own ass. <laughs> I, want I hope you hate it. To grab your ass, Bill O'Brien, and put it in your Bill O'Brien mouth. <laughs> I hate Bill O'Brien. He's killing the Texans. Fucking. He's killing one of our like favorite young players. God, man, I like Deshaun Watson. He uh, good. He real good. Team bad. I just want to. Uh, by the way, um, let's talk about. Uh, we're gonna get into the Browns game eventually. I promise. Well, I we can right now. I mean, I we already kind of. About... I mean, what else can we touch on? The Browns had eighteen penalties. Baker got sacked five times. Yeah, good point. And they threw. He threw. Three bad interceptions. Had a safety. This, and they this, had a safety. This isn't what they're going to be like all year. No, absolutely be. not. It can't be. They're going to rebound on Monday night and beat the Jets. Right. So then everything will be fine. Right. This is this was like probably the best defensive line they were going to play yeah. all year. And that's... Realistically, some... I mean, they got to play the Ravens Realistically, twice. some could argue that this loss in week one is what they needed after getting their we'll egos the, stroked for six no, months. Yeah, they, I agree, they, they that. I agree the, with that. They, they needed the humiliation. It's better now than in the playoffs. Right. Right. If they get it out of the way now and if they actually learn from it very well, they will be fine. Someone, I can't, who was it? Was it, uh, oh my God, I can't remember who it was. Somebody on, was it ESPN? I can't remember. It was on one of the, the talk shows, obviously. But they showed the Baker press conference afterwards, which I thought Baker did okay. I think, like, as far as, like, his worst loss ever, like, ever, ever, even going back to college, that was his worst loss. Mm. Like, I didn't think he butchered the press conference. I think he was fine. Yeah. Someone was, like, real harsh about it. And they were, like, because Baker's was, like, oh, we're going to throw this one in the trash. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. They were, like, no, you should throw, like, you played awful. Like throw your throw your own game plan in the trash. Like you play badly. Like own it. Don't say we. Say me. It wasn't just him. And I was like, well, obviously it wasn't him. There was so For God's much- sakes, there were eighteen penalties. Right. That's not on Baker. There's so much going against them because of all that. Dude, I, th- I think the the fourth quarter interceptions were bad. Makes bad situation worse. Well, yeah, they were bad, but. The reason they were bad was because Baker felt like he needed to make something happen, and yeah. he's forcing a lot of passes. Right. And the the Tennessee DBs are just okay. Go you ahead. you have to make a play, so we're just gonna jump routes. Right. You know, like I'm sorry, that's just what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if your receivers are Odell and Jarvis Landry. Like if the if the DB jumps in front of Odell, there's nothing Odell can do oh, about it. As as far as he, you know, Odell did as great as he could that game, by the way. 
He had like 70 some mm-hmm. odd yards or yeah, something like that. He did fine. Does He's anybody great. give a damn about his watch? No, nobody. No. Please no. tell me nobody cares. Thank I don't God. Give a, where your Fuck. Holy shit. I do not care. If Kamara could wear his VVS diamond grill. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he can wear his watch. Let Odell wear his watch. That's fine. Like, the NFL is looking into it. Like, give me a break. Yeah, but shut up. Let him wear his watch. If he wants to, first of all, if Odell Beckham Jr. wants to buy a $350,000 watch and wear it during a football game. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you if you want to invest $350,000 on a watch that. Could break. Could break in a split second because you have a full-grown man running, running 20 miles an hour at you. Be my guest. Michael Krabke get his chain snatched by Aqib Tlaib. Yeah. Oh, God. God. I that, I saw that as part of, like, like but shut up. Yeah. Like, I don't. Let him. I don't. Let, I don't, let, let him wear three watches. Yeah. I, I don't care. His entire arm could be covered in watches. Right. He won't fucking care. I don't care. No. Thank God. Care. I'm so glad none of you give a shit. No, who fucking cares? Why right, would you? We're very player-centric here. Let him wear the fucking watch. This is a player-centric podcast. It is. Did, it you, is. did you see uh, Kanye Fairbairn's been working out with James Harden? Really? Yeah. So you, you, you didn't see that flop on that kick? <laughs> oh! <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna make the joke about oh so he's gonna be great during the regular season and choke in the playoffs. Oh, oh speaking of kicking, okay, on both sides for a game we haven't touched on yet, the Colts and Chargers. Is Vinatieri done? Oh, Vinatieri misses three kicks and costs them literally the game. Whereas on the other side, the Chargers kicker before the game or earlier this week was injured. They, I, I don't know if he's on IR. I just know he's not playing. Their punter that they got from the Australian Football League? I think so. I think it was the Australian Football League who's their new punter. And I think he's like semi-rookie punter as well. The, just a couple days ago, the Chargers were like, yo, we know you're just uh, an exclusive punter from the Australian Football League, blah, blah, blah. You're going to kick field goals this week. And what did he do? Made all of them. Sick. And and not even just that. Like I was, uh, Peter Schrager was talking about it on Good Morning Football. That entire like unit. It was their their long snapper had never done long snapping before. Tyron Taylor was the holder. He's never done holds before. And you have a guy who, a few months ago or maybe longer, but just whatever. The fact is, a guy that not too long ago was punting in Australia, and now you're asking him to make 40, 50-yard field goals. And he was. And he outshined maybe the greatest kicker in history. Low-key, mm-hmm. Chargers are a mess. Oh, yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So are the Colts. So that's why that game just kind of was really close. It was really funny, though. I after Colts they won- have more of a reason. Like, yeah. Like, you're all-pro young quarterback. He's gone. Of the future. It just... Uplifts and yeah, but no, the, Pull the team back I, I definitely took a lot of pot shots at my brother after that game was over because Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson combined for like almost 200 scrimmage yards. Yeah, that, that was that was really good, bad for uh, that was for bad. For, I was like, I was like, man, that Chargers offense looked pretty good, didn't it? And my brother replied, was like, yeah, so did Dallas. I'm like, yeah, Dak did, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what you're uh, I'm like, how many times did Gurley touch the ball? The, the other day, eleven. Yep. How many? How much money are they paying him? Yep. To touch the ball eleven times a game. Yep. Yeah. How many touchdowns did he have? One. None. none. It was none. That's Who right had now. the rushing touchdown? Yeah, that's right. That's was right. that Malcolm Brown, yeah, dude? Malcolm Brown. They took him out in red zone situations. Yeah. 
They took Todd Gurley out. He's fine, though. He's totally fine. Yeah. He's not hurt at all. He doesn't have arthritis. They need to average out his touchdown ratio. <laughs> yeah. They need to average it out so that they can uh, restructure his deal to not pay him a 18 or however much money he's making. But, man, I'll tell you what. Because you shouldn't pay running backs. All, all that drama in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck, it doesn't stop my boy, Quentin Nelson. Yo, Quentin Nelson jacked some dude up. That, you know who that was? That was Melvin Ingram, who he, who he completely fucked. Who he? <laughs> By the way, two-time Pro Bowler, Quinn Nelson doesn't give a fucking shit. Just... He lifted Melvin Ingram like off the ground. Yeah, it was insane. I, I was like, yes, my boy. I guarantee you. Well, first of all, we know for a fact that he was screaming the entire oh, time. Oh, he doesn't stop. <laughs> I. <laughs> His tackle. Moved out of the way so t- Quentin Nelson could. Do- <laughs> oh my so god! He's like, you got this one, buddy. <laughs> and Quentin Nelson went ah, <laughs> in agreement. Yeah. Oh my god! And then got up like, oh, did, did I did I hit him okay? <laughs> I put oh, that was my favorite. I pushed you in the back so you can move faster. Is that all right? <laughs> when he asked permission for yeah. his offensive lineman to push him in the back. <laughs> It's so funny. He's so good. My lord, is he good. When he pancakes people, he literally rubs his crotch on them, like, on purpose. Oh, I believe it. He does. Go look it up. There's, like, Matt Miller's, like, in love with him. Everybody should be in love with and, him. Uh, He's so Matt, talented. Matt Miller wanted him on the 49ers so bad. Oh, yeah, he did. Like, that was, like, all of his, like, he's like, I don't do this. But I've been, like making my first seven like been like staging my first seven mock drafts like picks based on 49ers getting Quentin Nelson yeah just out of want and Jacoby looked okay that's a good that's a good defensive front yeah there's a lot of good defensive pieces on that team right even without Derwin James and he did he did pretty good it's uh it's big shoes to fill it's gonna be it's, it's going to be a little rough for them. I think they will be okay. They still There's still so much talent on that team. Who would have thought that the Tennessee Titans, after week one, would be leading the AFC South? Because that totally f- foreshadows what the rest of the year is going to be like. Yeah. It doesn't even well, matter what the rest of the year one, is going to be like because the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. That's why week one doesn't always matter. It doesn't usually matter. I hope it doesn't matter fun. fantasy-wise. Yeah. It's fun. No, the whole month of September never matters. I always tell you that. Yeah. It's so completely much fun. ignore the first month. Of, don't ignore it, but basically ignore it because the bad teams don't know they're bad yet. Eddie Royal. September, man. That's right. Yeah. Oh, got, man. Some of you may not know who Eddie Royal is. That's because you don't know who Eddie Royal is because you don't need to know who Eddie Royal is. Right. He's a Visco boy. Oh, yeah. If you want to know about that. <laughs> If you want to know about that, you got to listen to our deep cut on Patreon. Right, go to patreon.com slash FADPOD and subscribe there. The three different tiers. We're adding a fourth one, apparently. For We're Corey. adding a fourth one for Corey. <laughs> Where I get 100% of the contributions from the fourth. That's right. Our fourth level of Patreon support is a $50 tier. We don't know what we're going to call it yet. Corey uh, gets to name it. Yeah, Corey gets to name it. We're literally, you're just giving... It's the Corey friend tier. That's right. <laughs> I was going to call it slip into Corey's DMs. Yeah, where basically all you really do is you give Corey 50 bucks a month, and he follows you on Twitter, and then once a month you get to have a one-hour DM conversation with him. 
and we're actually going to make it. Yep. So it's a, it's it's a joke tier, but I guess sub if you want to. Angry. <laughs> no, there. no, 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 no. Do anymore? I pre- love and appreciate him so much. He doesn't have to do anymore. He's fine. I love you, Angry. If you want Corey's, don't say back. that because he'll do it. I appreciate him very much, and all then all the rest of our. You know who doesn't appreciate him? Listen, Corey. At least not yet. <laughs> God, I is there prom- any other games you guys want to go over before uh, I close I this we bitch? Touched upon every single game. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to close this bitch. Did we touch? No, we didn't touch on the Bills Jets game. It was 17, 16. Oh yeah, uh, Josh, Josh Allen's the truth. Josh Allen is the truth. They're Josh gonna win every game. Allen looked also um, good in the second half. R- really, what happened though is uh, they finally decided to fully use Devin Singletary, which is something they should be doing going forward. Can I? Can I talk about? I had a text conversation with our Giants friend the other day. Yeah. After the game, um, I want to talk about that real fast. Okay, go ahead. Okay. He's gonna talk to us about a text conversation. But but. Get her. How you doing over there? Very good. <laughs> All right. He started. He started off by saying, "I feel better about the New York." making a turnaround than Cleveland only because of offensive line play which is a reference for me saying that I think you know Giants are going to be good this year and then I said yeah I don't know about Shermer but I think the feeling is that they know Eli is in the twilight year however many however many that might be so they want to try to win with him and then he said I think it's more so they understand handing the ball off to Saquon is meaningless in third down conversions and fourth down is counterproductive. Shermer wasn't going to change his offense from what he was doing in Minnesota and Philadelphia to appease Giants fans. He's going to bootleg. He's going to run smash concepts. He's going to run the football. It doesn't matter to his personnel. I said, I don't know. I know the game got out of hand, but they almost immediately abandoned the run. Barkley should have had close to 20 attempts, not 11. He's taking chances on four or five yard completions instead of just taking them with Barkley. And you know, uh, he has just as much, of, if more, of a big ball ability than when he, any of those receivers breaking loose was. And you know, they were going to let him run. He averaged over 10 yards per carry against one of the best front seven in the league. He's going to see this season if they were just playing to Shermer's offense and Shermer did nothing to change it. Same as with the Giants D after the second cover two. You let up for a touchdown. You probably shouldn't stop calling cover two. I'm not going to call it for a head coach, or I'm not going to call for a coach's head after one game. But he's going to have to show more fluidity in the future games. It's not bad just to keep doing what works. At the same time, you have to adjust to what's not working. Interesting. That's true. It's, yeah, I think that bomb. pretty much sums up the Giants' yep. game. Big, big old giant truth bomb. Very good. Well, you know a game we didn't talk about. Yeah. The Rams Panthers. Yeah, I want to. T- I actually do want to touch on that real quick. Um, yeah. Well, Kuiper touched on it a little bit about Todd Gurley. Um, Boyd most of that game to Jared Goff looked like shit. Now, I mean, I don't know how much you guys saw of it, but I, I did not. Man, that was a hundred million dollars going nowhere. What was that? Jared Goff. The. Panthers' defense was supposed to be very improved upon this year, so we'll see how it looks going forward. Twenty-three of thirty-nine. I don't, I don't think that has anything to do with like, twenty-three of thirty-nine for one hundred and eighty-six yards, one touchdown, one pick. Dude, like there were so many watching it. There were so many passes he threw 
at nobody. Like, literally at nobody. No, not, nothing in, like, what would look like the routes that the receivers were running. It's not even like the receivers, like, missed a route or anything like that. It was just, like, into nothing. Just well, a I mean, vast, empty void. Maybe that's one of the things where you should probably play more preseason games. Right. We'll see what, how he shapes up going, but that did not look good. He needs to get get back into gear. He's, he's a really good, really good ball passy boy. He needs to get back into being a big, big, good ball passy boy, or else he's got nothing else going for him. So I want to go. I want to touch on real quick, just uh, an interesting thing. Um, people talk about how we're in the passing era of you know, and we are. We're in an era where you should be throwing it on first down, not running it. Um, the problem. Sure. The problem is, is that a lot of teams don't understand. That a big part of what football is is trying to disguise what you do, right? Not just lining up in a certain things and just trying to execute over. Basically, like don't try to fit a square peg into a round hole, right? Know what I mean? Um, don't run the ball into eight man boxes, nine man boxes. Don't throw into nickel and dime coverages. Know what I mean? When there's a whole bunch of DBs, yeah. So I'm gonna run down. Real quick, uh, the teams that were in 11 personnel, meaning they had three receiver sets, right? These were the teams that had the most three receiver sets. I want you to catch a theme real quick, okay? Atlanta was one. They had 76%. Yikes, they sucked. Now, the now the, the Cardinals, funny enough, were only 18%, but they had four receiver sets on 67%. Oof. Okay, so there's that. Carolina with 64%. Uh, Cincinnati with 69%. Nice. Nice. Cleveland had 94% of their snaps were taken with three receivers on the field. That worked out for them. Um, Indianapolis had 73%. Jacksonville had 80%. You're naming all the teams that lost. I am. Uh, Oh, okay. The the Giants had 83%. The Jets had 82%. Pittsburgh had 69. Nice. Uh, Seattle had 82. They won by one point. Um, Washington had 95. What about the teams that won? Uh, the teams that won, let's go to Baltimore, um, 38%. Uh-huh. Buffalo, 38%. Uh-huh. Uh, Dallas had 73%. So that's a little... They're the different. outlier. We know uh, that. Green Bay had 49%. Uh-huh. Oh, we didn't talk about them yet. Kansas Still. City... Kansas City had 65. Um, the Chargers had 56. Minnesota had 21% of them. 21% of the time. New England, 31%. Philadelphia, 58. San Fran, 43. Tennessee, 30. Uh, so, yeah. Philadelphia ran 58%. And they were losing for the majority of the game. Yeah. So, 58% while losing the game. Philadelphia only lined up in your traditional man, we're behind, let's throw the ball set with three receivers 58% of the time. You need to mix shit up. Yeah, it's not... It's the same concept as fighting games, man. Mix-ups are a thing. In every single sport, in every single... like, You're supposed to make it look like you're doing one thing and do another thing. And then you do the other thing. Right. Mix-ups are so important. Yeah. Yeah, so I just named up. all the teams that lost. They didn't mix up. And they didn't mix up. They just paraded out the same 
uh, receiver sets over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, not going to work. And it didn't work. Not going to work at all. Quick note to fantasy football players. Marquise Brown, great game, right? Yeah. He only had eight snaps, so be wary of him picking him up off the waiver wires. Right. I dropped him. I intend to keep him dropped. Just putting that Because he only there. played eight snaps? Yeah. He's not going to do that every game. I wonder game. who is out there on the waivers Now, he right probably now. will be that kind of guy who will catch probably a touchdown pass like every game. This isn't a this fantasy can also podcast. Be, this could also then be them, you know, not straining his workload because he's coming off the Liz Franks fracture in his foot. And the game was, you know, very well in hand anyway, so they didn't want to overwork him. Who knows? But Be wary. If you want to pick him up, go ahead. Be wary. Keep him on your bench. I would say if you have Lamar. Go. I would say go get him. Yeah. um, And play him into matchups. Yeah. Um, That's still a run first team. Or if your opponent this week has Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. That's still a run first team. A lot of the stuff that happened with Miami last or on Sunday was a bunch of guys who were trying to play man-to-man that can't play man-to-man. Right. That was basically, if you want to know what happened in the Miami Dolphins on Sunday, that was it. Mm-hmm. They tried to play a whole lot of man-to-man against a lot of really fast guys. Yep, and it burned them. And it didn't work. Uh, did you see that uh, a bunch of Dolphins players want out it's, after that game because they think they're intentionally tanking, which, I mean, there's really good case you know to who make. it is? No. It's Kenyon Drake. That's who it is. You know, when... You know, they said if Lamar, if Laramie Tunsil gets traded, I, I we're going to revolt. That was Kenyon Drake because he, of course, he wants a good offensive line to run behind. Yeah. If you know to make himself look good, and you see, Kenyon Drake doesn't start. He outsnaps Ke- Keelan Balage by eight snaps or whatever, but he, he Keelan Balage gets the start. That's. Kenyon Drake being pissed and being like, I want out. That's what it is. He's going to be off the team within by week five. He'll be traded? He'll be traded or cut. Pull in an A, B. Yeah. Oh, yeah He's going to go freeze touch, off. Do we want to touch on third, that? Because if you look at it, the third string Patriots quarterback is probably going to get a contract somewhere. Jacoby? Yeah, like Jacoby did. Because yeah. he comes from... A system from winning. Nobody wants, you know, the running back from Miami that doesn't win. That's true. There's no market for that. There's not at all. So you, want, you wanted to say something about Matt? Hey, did we want to touch upon about uh, the A-B tampering? No, the, because it's unfounded. The A-B tampering? I Here's what was... happened. Here's the lowdown, fam. Here's what happened. And it's 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 pretty, pretty clear cut. It, this... This isn't a thing. Here's the whole turn of events. Ready? The Patriots made made the made the Steelers an offer for Antonio Brown way back when they wanted to trade him, right? And Antonio was like, "Wow, that's a great offer. I can't wait to go to the Patriots." And Mike Tom was like, "No, no, 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 we're not trading you to the Patriots." And then that's who I hate. That's those are assholes. Yeah. So from my words, those are assholes, and I'm mad at you for making me say that. You said that. You made me say that to the world, and I didn't want to say that to the world. So they get a much worse offer from the Raiders, and then they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then they give them to the Raiders, right? Antonio Brown instantly hates it at the Raiders. And then he shuts up when they give him money. And then he doesn't shut up. 
Yeah, and then he doesn't shut up because he doesn't want to go to training camp there because he probably doesn't like being. Apparently, there there's like very strong reports that he was in contact with some sort of social media manager on things he could do to get cut. Yeah, because that's after he lost his money. No, before he lost the money. He only lost the money because he was getting suspended and he was trying to get cut. And my only thing is the the Raiders had all the power. Instead of just cutting him, they could have just suspended him and kept him on the At roster. At that point, they literally did not want to deal with him anymore, and I don't blame them. I think uh, I think in suspending him... Like, you saw the video where, like, after he gets cut and he goes, I'm free, and then he calls up his grandma and she's like, I told you it would all work out and all this stuff. And there's, like actual evidence out there that he was doing whatever he could to get cut by the Raiders. Sure. Obviously. But, like, I thought you were talking about beyond that point. It's not like this is some kind of conspiracy where the entire time he was, like, ready to go to the Patriots. It's like, what happened was, was he he got cut from the team. His agent immediately calls the team that made that first offer for him, the big one, Remember that? Remember how they made the first well, big, big clear, offer? He has to clear waivers first. Right. Which he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, oh, let's go let's go get the team that made the first really big offer that clearly wants me. Yeah. So they, what do they do? Of course they're going to pay him. They wanted him in the first place. Duh. Duh. I, I don't know, man. It's pretty fucking obvious to me. I don't, I don't know. know. Take off the tinfoil hat, Justin. This is obviously a conspiracy. <laughs> 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 I, I think that the idea that from the moment he was cut from Pittsburgh or traded from Pittsburgh, that he wanted to go to the Patriots. I mean, every, a lot of players want to go. To I the don't Patriots. know if that's. It's, it's, it was spite to Tomlin because you see Tomlin clearly hated him in that Facebook video that Antonio Brown posted. Yeah. But you know Ben can go. On radio shows and say whatever the fuck he wants right. about the locker room. Oh, that's a huge culture problem in Pittsburgh. Yeah, huge call. We talked about this before on this podcast. Huge culture problem in Pittsburgh. Concerning. That's why I was never. We're going real long. How long is this episode? Actually, oh. it's only an hour and forty. We're oh, wow. at our average right. right now. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say that's why I never like all of the stuff that AB did while he was in Oakland. I like to think about separately from yeah. what was going on in Pittsburgh because it is. Because what A.B. was pissed off about in Pittsburgh was that, yeah, it was almost kind of like A.B. was saying, like, yeah, I'm doing all this shitty stuff, and I'm getting in trouble for it. He does a lot of shitty stuff, too. Why doesn't he get in trouble? It's kind of like that. Yeah. And if I'm I'm in a a sports franchise and I have some sort of, I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Why can he get away with all this crap? Right. And no one bats an eye because he won two Super Bowls when we were all 10 years younger. Yeah, fuck that. You know what I mean? And hasn't won jack shit since. Right, fuck And that. has playoff losses to Tebow and Bortles and crappy Eli, or like beat up old, can't throw a pass Peyton Manning. And that's who Ben Roethlisberger's lost playoff games to since then. Like... That's why I never completely didn't side with Antonio when he was trying to get out of Pittsburgh. So I'm like, I understand why he's angry. But then, like, okay, so, like, then all the stuff with Oakland is separate, right? 
the foot thing, okay, you're an idiot. The helmet thing, you're an idiot. Like, come on, dude. Like, really? Like, I never once said that Antonio was the good guy in it, because he isn't. It's just, like, kind of the article you shared was, like, it's just a massive culture problem. I do want to point out, though, that these new helmets saying fucking Eric Weddle got fucked up from his helmet. He did get fucked up from his helmet. did cut him. Uh, well, whatever model he was. Obviously, they don't all wear the same helmet. Right. But, yeah, whatever model I mean, he they, wears. I mean, he was forced to move on from something. Probably. You know, that's what from what I'm saying. Like, they, they phase out a whole... Like, you're not allowed to wear this anymore. Any helmet that's older than 10 years, I think? Yeah, something like that. But it's so, like, it's so, such a touchy thing, because, like, if the helmet Eric Weddle was wearing didn't pass all the tests, like, what are they supposed to do? You know what I mean? It's just a, it's just a tough well, if it thing. Well, if it did, then there's a problem. Oh, we don't know that. Yeah. I have no idea. We'll never, we'll we, know, we, know. we won't even know if Eric Weddle actually had to give up a helmet. Right. Like, we'll we never, don't know. This stuff we'll probably never know. But, I guess... It's like a Tootsie Pop. Right? Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the whole thing with AB was never as cut and dry as, oh, he's the problem. No, he's a problem. Yeah. There are multiple problems. Just a swimming pool full of problems. Yeah. And the fact that the one that Pittsburgh sided with was the one that is the most, like, deeply rooted. Yeah. Let's see this one to with. Yeah. Is so, the, I don't know. It's the easy way out. It's the one poisoning the well. Yep. Yeah. It's the easiest way out. It's right there. It's already deeply rooted. Yeah. Easy to stand behind. There, there was basically, there's basically, like, like, the the thing with the well, yeah. There is a... Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Ben Roethlisberger is the well. It's a bad well. It's been there for a long time. There's all these roots and stuff growing inside of it. All these animals drinking from it and dying in it. It's not a good well. So... All the other things in Pittsburgh is the water in the well. And everybody's like, wow, this water's not good. We should get rid of this water. And then they put more water in it, and it's still a bad well because it's the well. Yeah. Congrats. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yay! Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, some uh, required watching I'm going to give you all. Corey made me watch it. Um, uh, Pat McAfee's new show. Uh, it's Pat on McAfee show? DAZN. Yep. Or did he uh, he pinned a, oh, the good chunker almost the whole thing yeah to his it, Twitter yeah they they did a live he did a live stream of it but it's also I don't know what channels it's on but it's on thirty different radio stations uh, it was supposed to be on forty and then ten minutes before the first episode ten ten different radio stations dropped it well, nothing that they did they just basics yeah but he had a really good interview with Aaron Rodgers it was also and funny Aaron Rodgers doesn't really do like a lot of like. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Pat's different, though. Well, he likes Pat a lot. Yeah, yeah I mean, Pete, yeah, they, they, him and Pat hang out. They, they did a, a golf Bahamar golf tournament together yeah. to raise funds for the Bahamas. Yeah. I will say, but there's a Pat, lot. Pat McAfee, speaking of Pat McAfee, yeah, had the funniest explanation of the AB thing. To oh, yeah. Absolutely. His, his like, called it before he ended up. This was on the yeah, Patriots. Yeah. 
That was before his like the way he the way he it's like A B called God, <laughs> and God said you gotta get the fuck out of Oakland. Man. He's like, but God, that's a lot of money. He's like, you didn't ask, you asked for an answer. <laughs> like you gotta get out of Oakland. He's like, and you gotta find a way to do it. And Antonio said, bat. I'm a I'm a freeze my feet off. <laughs> it's like or or. He's like, and if they don't cut me after that, I'm gonna threaten to retire because of a because of a helmet made from 1969. <laughs> and then after that, they still don't cut me. I'm gonna go to my general manager and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> and if they don't cut me after that, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so just the way he says it, it's so good, is so funny. He's my he's one of my favorite people in football right now. He's so good. I'm glad he has his I own can't, show. I can't wait in ten years when we have. Uh, Tony Romo and Pat McAfee calling the Sunday night games. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I almost like, I, I tune in, like, or I, he's already done one of the Thursday night college games, and I looked up, like, calls he did from that game. He just, did the Detroit Green Bay game last yeah, oh year. Oh, my God. That, that was, was so, so good. good. He, he, he does a great job. So it's God, energetic. I want Pat McAfee in every college car. Just, McAfee and Romo cut Nance. Wait, but but you can't fire have two, Dan Fouts. You he's the worst color commentator left in National Football. You can't have two color guys. I don't care. Let, Tony could be the play guy. He knows what's going on. All right, fair he right. can call. He can call. He'll call the plays before they happen. And then, yeah. do we really need a play-by-play commentator for television football anymore? You get to watch the play. I mean, yeah, kind of. They they explain things. It's yeah, because so you, your eyes aren't always on the television when you have the television on, Matt. Not just that. It's there's. As they're calling the play-by-play, there's explanation woven into it. Kuiper knows about that. Yeah, but yeah. you could just put a Tony third color eat. guy in there. I place. also do that. <laughs> I also do this for a living, Matt. You also so, yes, put you a do need a color guy in the booth. <laughs> yeah, who Tony? needs a play-by-play? Just put five color commentators Let's in the booth. Let's just get Gus Johnson and Tony Romo. And six other color and, guys. And Pat McAfee and Chris Delia and and John and, Gruden yeah and Dave Chappelle and just put them in a room with a microphone and they're at a football game and they don't even I don't even need him to talk about the football right. game that's what Matt wants that's, that's what it's like to commentate I just Smash. want a podcast with football overlay yeah it's like to commentate Smash you talk as little about Smash as humanly possible the beauty of Smash Cast but oh, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure Tony could call plays yeah, yeah no I'm, I'm sure, sure he could. But anyway, what I was trying to get back to is I want you to listen to that because he had a really good interview with Aaron Rodgers. It talks about some of the weird stuff that's been going on that, that the media has been putting out about, about him and, and new coach and all that. Most of it's unfounded. And who's surprised? The only thing I'm pissed about is because you know me. I'm a, I always have my drama with Aaron Rodgers. You do. How dare he give the game ball to LaFleur when – Fucking JK Dude. kicked the fucking shit out of that ball all goddamn game. How does how does he do oh, he had the game didn't, winning kick. Didn't didn't get to talk about this last week? Oh my god. Am I glad that he is signed to the Green Bay Packers, boys? Did you see that leg? When we found Did Justin's next Packers went? jersey. No, my next oh yeah, maybe my next Packers jersey. My next jersey's Quentin Nelson, but his leg all the way up. Straight. <laughs> that boy's straight. Dude, he he do, kicking the guy. He, he, he 
called God with his leg. Yeah, he <laughs> called, he called God with his God foot. gave him yeah. an answer. With the, shoe, with the shoe phone. That's right. And God gave him an answer and said, 80 yards downfield. <laughs> he's got you a gotta shoe. stay in Green Bay. <laughs> he's got a shoe on the he's got a phone on the bottom of his foot. Whenever he punts it, it's uh, Dials it's, God. Dials God. It's uh, and, and God's like 66. <laughs> Next punt inside the 20. 82. <laughs> <laughs> Down at the two. He just walks up, stops, hey guys, check out my cellular shoe. It's for when I call God. What's that show punks. with the with the spy that has the phone shoe? Oh, I, God. It was played like by Mr. It, no, it wasn't Mr. It was uh uh Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell played that spy movie. Oh God. Oh, get smart. Yeah. Get smart. That's Based it. On the TV show from <laughs> forever ago. Thanks, yeah. Genhart. I'm glad you were here. Boy. Man, when we need pop culture. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, Genhart. A Patriots going to win the Super Bowl? Fuck, yeah, probably. Wait, Genhart, what's your best hot take from week one of the NFL season? Let me give him a mic. (laughs) (laughs) You're caught on the table. I got you. Oh, God, it's going to shit. It's knowing we're about to end the episode. I got it. (laughs) Multiple minority media crew. Steelers will still better have a better record than the Browns this season. Woo! Oh! That's a really big black End it there. Here. That's it. That's End it. it. Wait, Twitter, Fad Pod, Facebook, Fad Pod, Patreon, Fad Pod. We love you. Bye!